Clayton. John Clayton. Hey, Mom, I'm done with my this is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. We're talking football with the professor, John Clayton. If you guys have questions for John, text those questions in right now to 421-3776. That's 421-ESPN. And we'll try to get to some of your questions before we let John go for the day. Hello, John. Hello, guys. What's what's the big story that's captured your imagination today? Hmm. I don't know if there's one story. I mean, uh, certainly the interviews continue. Jeff Ireland interviewing for the Bears job. I mean, uh, I'm surprised that uh, the Saints let him out of there because, again, he's been so good for Sean Payton getting talent. And so that's a big one. Naturally, the injury list, Clyde Edward Hilaire of Kansas City. You know, he's not going to be able to make it. Looks like James Conner didn't practice today for Arizona, so he's probably not going to be able to play. So following the injury report. And then here's the one that's really kind of weird because, you know, we've got all we've had all these COVID problems, right? Mm-hmm. And from uh, August 1st to January 8th, there was 961 players, 961 who tested positive. As we look at the six playoff teams that are playing this weekend, uh, that there's only 10 on the COVID list. Mm. That, to me, I find a little surprising, but good. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good point. And, John, do you remember the number last year? For, 262. For... 262. Yeah, wow, wow. So, yeah, that, and hopefully, you know, nothing happens between yeah. now and the weekend. Boy, you're probably just holding your breath if you're... If you're a GM, yeah. GM or coach or whatever, but... Uh, Hey, did you hear today, I don't know if you saw this, Julian Edelman mm-hmm. was talking to his dad, and I think his mom, and, you know, he put it on social media, I guess, but he bet $100,000 that uh, there would be a Patriot-Buccaneer Super Bowl. Wow. Jeez. If those two teams make it, he I don't know what he's going to win. I don't know what his odds are, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. $100,000. I know. Did Julian Edelman make that? Kind he, of, he, well, not great money, but he made real good money through his career. Yeah. So he can afford it. Yeah. But again, well, it's like, yeah, that's that's a pretty bold bet. Yeah. Well, and you know, maybe the Patriots do surprise. You know, they they're awfully well coached. Mm-hmm. You just never know what Bill Belichick's going to come up with. I just think it's going to be real tough with the fact that it's going to be zero degrees. Uh, you got a rookie quarterback and Mac Jones. So that I don't think that's going to be easy at all. Yeah. Hey, uh, John, the 509 is asking, of the open head coaching positions, what would you rank as the best job to the worst job? I'd say Jacksonville and, Jim, and Denver are the two worst jobs. Houston is obviously the worst. I mean, the two, the two best jobs are uh, Jacksonville and Denver with uh, Jackson. I mean, and went to uh, New England and got beat, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, remember that team? They were loaded with talent. Loaded. Eight Pro Bowlers on defense on that team. You're kidding. Mm-mm. Eight. Holy Eight. smokes. Eight that Pro is, Bowlers. Yeah, that that's mm. phenomenal. And I'm sure Ngakwe, Jalen Ramsey was there at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a good corner. I can't remember. But anyway, yeah. It's, yeah, uh, I mean, you know. And then Calais Campbell. Calais Campbell was there. They had good linebackers. You know, yeah. they, were, they were loaded. Yeah. Somebody said uh, 100000 to win 875000 for Edelman. Wow. So Really? That's Well, that's what the texts are saying, and yeah. they, they, they always know. Dave. Well, I guess you're saying well, yeah, yeah. Edelman's playing the loyalty card. 
because he's taking yeah. his ex-team in right. the uh, Patriots and his ex-quarterback in Tom Brady. Well, he so could have shown loyalty with five thousand dollars, hundred grand. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Well, and I thought it would be higher odds than that, like mm-hmm. you know, twenty twenty to one or something. But I guess not. Anyway, um, so uh, if you look at uh, this was an interesting thing, um, the uh, the matchup with Philadelphia at Tampa yeah. Bay. So uh, Tom Brady is twenty one years and four days older than Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> twenty one years and four days. It's that's pretty amazing. But I don't I don't see much of a chance there. I mean, Hurts has nearly eight hundred yards on the ground, and yeah, he had a he had a move the other day that that was pretty pretty phenomenal. And I feel like he's kind of coming into his own. But yeah, that's to me. I feel like that's maybe the biggest lock. Well, first year, think? first year playoff quarterbacks usually struggle in their first one or two playoff games. And I would imagine it's going to be the same thing for him. So I don't give a lot of hope for first time uh, quarterbacks in these playoff games. Now again, Joe Burrow I think has a chance because I mean, you know, he's risen so high as being maybe the fourth best quarterback in the league right now. But again, like Hurst and Mac Jones and guys like that, I think it's going to be tough. Yeah. John, what'd you think of the uh, all pro team? Would, any any surprises there, good or bad? Players you thought should have made it that didn't, and players that made it you didn't think would. Well, I mean, I, I voted for uh, Bobby Wagner as you know first team, and he finished up second team linebacker. You know, Diggs, of course. Uh, you know, he he at least made the second team. I voted for uh, Michael Dixon as punter, and he ended up losing that. But overall, it, I mean, the rest of the list kind of went the way that I thought it would. Now, the one surprise was there was a big drop-off after the top two receivers, and Justin Jefferson, who I voted for, you know, barely was able to, you know, get, uh, you know, Debo Samuel beat out Justin Jefferson, and I'm not, I mean, and Debo certainly deserving, but I had Justin Jefferson in there. It went pretty right on the offensive line. No, no surprise as far as quarterback with Aaron Rodgers beating out Tom Rodgers pretty big. And then at running back, it was going to be Jonathan Taylor. So, no, I thought that the, the list came out pretty accurate. Yeah. I wonder if, uh, if Derrick Henry had been healthy the entire year, mm-hmm. if he would have won the, Probably. the rushing title. Well, he would have been over 2,000 yards. Yeah. yeah. But he wasn't. Nope. No, he was not. Hey, you mentioned earlier, now you said Denver is one of the better yeah. franchises. Yeah. And, you know, I have to say, I have not talked to John Elway, not even texted him and probably we used to have him on the show mm-hmm. once a year, mm-hmm. but I haven't heard from him. Um, how involved is he with the uh, with the Broncos anymore? I mean, well, is he's he in like a consultant consult, role? consultant role? And so yeah. George Payton's making all the roster decisions, and now it'll be the coaching decisions. So that's all out of his hand. And what I find interesting is they've got six groups right now that are uh, putting in bids to buy the team because they're going to sell the team. One group has John Elway. Mm. Another group has Peyton Manning. And one group is not even a group. It has, uh, you know, Amazon's owner. So it's like... Bezos. Uh, yeah. yeah, Jeff Bezos. So it's like, uh, yeah, you can you can see the odds are going to probably favor Jeff Bezos. Huh. Well, I would think that Peyton Manning and John Elway would be in the same group. They're not, surprisingly. Yeah. yeah. Is there an obvious uh, leader in the clubhouse in terms Jeff, of groups? Jeff Bezos. 
Yeah. I mean, he's worth what 160 billion or something like that. It's yeah, maybe the other maybe the other owners don't like him though. They got to they got to vote to let him in, right? Well, what's, let's, why wouldn't they like him? Because uh, I don't know. Uh, because you know, <laughs> he seems to be one of those guys that's polarizing. I'm not sure. Well, he's a, you know, he's a Seattle type of guy, so it's like how can they not like him? But then you know, he's also in. He's also got to play in the Amazon, and Amazon right now is trying to you know bid for Sunday Ticket in 2023. So it's like uh, you know, and, and you know, Amazon has the Thursday night games. So he's already making money for the National Football League. Yeah. Hmm. It, the other uh, interesting one is that uh, you look at the NFC matchup: Arizona at L.A. So Matthew Stafford's been to the the playoffs three times. Yeah. Never won. Never won. And then. Kyler Murray has never been to the playoffs, yeah. and so yeah, you're going to have somebody's going to win there. And uh, what do you think, John? I, I I feel like Los Angeles. I mean, I I know they're struggling with their injuries because they mm-hmm. had to bring in uh, Weddle, who hasn't played for a couple years in their defensive backfield. Right. But that was not a, a good performance by Arizona going into the playoffs uh, against against the Seahawks. Now we, we're looking at it from our standpoint. Yeah. That, yeah. You know this this team played really well and you know imposed their will on them. But if you're an Arizona fan, you're probably thinking, man, that was it's not not the way you want to go in. And if you're Michael Bidwell, I mean, you got to be looking at uh, Cliff Kingsbury a little bit raw right now because if he ends up losing this game, I know Josh Weinfuss, uh, who covers the team, says that there's a chance he could get fired if he loses that first playoff game. So there's a lot of pressure on Cliff Kingsbury. Is that, by the way, ever happened that you can recall where a guy makes it to the playoffs and then? Gets fired. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? Mike Mal- was it Mike Malarkey down in Tennessee? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did Lovey Smith get fired after getting to the playoffs? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not unusual. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, John, yeah, because I mean, M- Malarkey in Tennessee ends up making it, and boom, out of there. Yeah. Uh, the nine seven one saying, uh, John, given the NFL's penchant for justice, equity, and inclusion, will a preeminent coach or assistant coach of color be hired as an NFL head coach this year? Yeah, I mean, I think Houston's going to hire one, whether it's going to be Brian Flores or whether it's going to be, uh, you know, the linebacker coach here at Mayo from the New England yeah. Patriots. So I think that's going to be one, and then you hope for another one or two, but I can't tell you which teams. Yeah, but I mean, again, would, like for example, if uh, I mean Jacksonville, if they they could end up hiring uh, Byron Leftwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do the do the Raiders stick with their uh, with their interim head coach? I, I was I was watching yeah. the NFL Live this morning, and they were playing audio from him and talking about how much that locker room loves mm-hmm. him and battled for him. You think they're set on bringing in a big name, or could you see them sticking with him? I could see them sticking with him, you know, because now they're not going to bring in Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh just hired a defensive line coach the other day, <clears throat> so that tells you he's not leaving Michigan, and they haven't even <clears throat> set up any interviews or thoughts of interviews or anything else. So I can actually see him stay by Rich. Well, I'll tell you what, he's definitely got the case for um, overcoming the most adversity. No doubt. You know, and especially if that if that uh, that locker room loves him mm-hmm. that way. So, John, you yeah. eating lunch? No. What's on the menu today? What do we, what do we got going on? What do you mean? It sounded like you were sound like you were eating. No, it's like uh, you know, one of the, one of the things I have to do now occasionally is use a spit cup. A spit cup? Yeah. Are you chewing? You you got tobacco in your mouth? No, I don't. I don't use tobacco. I don't smoke. <laughs> Well, chewing tobacco, John, that's usually when you see a spit cup come into play. 
no, it's like a you know whatever it is. I got you know extra, and again, I'm my cold's over. I don't have a cold or anything like that, but I do have you know a little bit you know excess uh, drainage and stuff like that. And so uh, what I have to do is use a spit cup. Gotcha. Simple right. as that. All right. You got, you got all the modern conveniences right there at his disposal. Yeah. Hey, this is this is bonus right here. I mean, where do you get this kind of information, John? Uh, Taking you behind where, where, the scenes. Yeah, yeah, where, where do you get these kind of questions? <laughs> Touche, John. Touche. Yeah. Good job. Uh, you know, as as far as most likely upsets go, I don't know mm-hmm. if you, you know, Vegas going into Cincinnati. Yeah, Joe Burrow's not been to the, the and Derek Carr, by the way, has also not been. You're right. To the playoffs because I guess they made it the one year they made it he was hurt. That's correct. So um, you know maybe maybe the the Raiders but I feel like San Francisco. San Francisco I would agree with that. That's that's the what, one where I think it can be an upset. Yeah. What are your reasons, John? Well, because I mean they're both physical teams. Dallas hasn't played as well, uh, and you know San Francisco seems to be you know getting the most out of their players and they're reasonably healthy going into this game now because they got the cornerbacks back and everything else. So you, even though you know, I'd rather have Dak Prescott than Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Uh, I still think that they have a chance to win. Well, they have the number seven run game. Yeah. Which yeah. is, uh, and, and, you know, the Dallas defense is, you know, I was looking at um, Dan Quinn's numbers, and they're right. they're kind of middle of the road. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, you know, he's, he's good in, in some areas. But, yeah, I feel like also, I just think Kyle Shanahan is incredibly sharp. Yes. Uh, I feel like he is, uh, he's one of those guys. But, yeah, I was looking at uh, Dan Quinn. He's 19th in total yards, 20th against the pass, mm-hmm, 16th mm-hmm. against the run, seven, uh, ranked number seven as far as uh, points go. Number one takeaway, though. Yeah. They got uh, 34 takeaways, and, God, they have, they have five pick sixes mm-hmm. in, in Dallas in their secondary, and Diggs, I think, has two of them. So, anyway, I, I feel like that's the one sort of upset that wouldn't shock me. No. I mean, pretty big advantage, I guess, to be in the NFC East. I mean, you know, Dallas won all their games in the NFC East, all division games, so they went 6-0 and there. So you can see that against, you know, the rest of the league, they weren't all that great. But uh, in the NFC East, which, of course, last year was the easiest division, this year it's the easiest division. And so it's like, uh, you know, they took advantage of that and put themselves in a good spot to have a home game in the playoffs. Hey, John, what's the what's the word on uh, Zeke Elliott? What's the feeling about him in in his product. I mean, he went over. He yeah. was a thousand two yards, which yes. in a seventeen game season we talked about. That's about fifty eight yards a game. Mm-hmm. Is the feeling that he's he's trending the wrong direction, or is it just bad luck with injuries? What is, what's the word? Well, he's been fighting a knee injury most of the season, so maybe what it is is trending bad luck with injuries and things of that nature. He is getting older. He's had a lot of carries during his career, and so maybe things are slowing down for him. So, John, do you think now that we've we've gotten through Friday, there's mm-hmm. no oh your your favorite guy by the way, who's in the uh, Y Man Hall of Fame, Bob? That'd it's, be Colin uh, Cowherd. First, oh, ba- first ballot. He's uh. first ballot. Bob says. Uh, who else was in there? Um, uh, Stephen A. Smith, Antonio Brown's in there. You had Mike Florio as a mm-hmm. second was, ballot guy. He was second ballot. That was from a t- uh, somebody who sent us a tweet. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, he was, uh, you know, he was talking about, the, you know, the, the Seahawks. Now there's going to be these huge changes. But, you know, we're through Friday. So, mm-hmm. I mean, are, 
maybe a position coach gets let go or something like yeah. that. But we're to the point now where if they're going to change coordinators or anything like that, we probably would have heard, right? Yeah, but again, one, one, one thing that does happen is that once you get to the uh, you know at, at the end of the first round of the buy of the you know the the playoff uh wild card week uh there usually is a lot of changes on coaching staffs and things like that that's why on tuesday because again we have the monday night game between the rams and the cardinals i mean there could be a whole bunch of changes coming up on tuesday we'll see gotcha. about that so i don't gotcha. there may no no urgency because you, you notice it's like there hasn't been well of course there hasn't been a head coach that's been hired of the eight openings and so there hasn't been a coordinator that's been yeah. hired among the eight openings yeah, yeah. Or 16 um, opens, I guess you could say. Right. And and so as far as, like, uh, reporting, you know, and I was telling the story this week, a friend of mine, Jethro Franklin, got released or let go yeah. by the Seahawks a couple of years ago, and uh, they didn't put it out there or anything. Are, are teams kind of quiet about that? Or is the NFL doesn't require them to, no. to divulge that, right? No, you can divulge it when you want to divulge it. So it's like yeah. a, they want to sit on it for a week or two. They can do whatever they want. But also, too, if you're going to start interviewing and reaching out for interviews, then you need to get the word out just so that everybody knows what's going on. Are you, are you surprised yeah. at the amount of attention, John, that's being paid to the meeting between Pete, Jody Allen, and John Schneider? That I guess it happens every year, yeah. but for this year, I guess on the heels of a losing season, everybody expects – Heads are going to roll. We need to know what yeah, happened in that yeah. meeting. And we ne- I, I don't recall ever hearing anything really coming out of those meetings. No, not really. And I don't expect that. I mean, you know, the only thing, and I can't guarantee this will happen this year at some point in the next couple of years, maybe it will be this year, that uh, they'll give John Snyder a little bit more control in the front office. But, uh, you know, at this stage, I mean, because you know, here's the interesting thing. You talk about the meeting, and we all thought, and I think the meeting was yesterday. Now some think the meeting is going to be on Saturday. It's like now we can't even figure out when the meeting is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how's well, that? And I, and I was saying, you know, to me, the only reason I say this is because I feel like Schneider maybe would want full control but Mm -hmm. like he would be the one i think most likely to leave not because he got fired but because you know he might he might want that ultimately you know yeah but he's he's gonna he's gonna get it i mean that's the thing it's like you know he he can want it and go to another team and want it but he's already going to get it here at some point i mean that he signed through 2027 he got a big six-year contract i mean one of the higher ones among the gms and so it's like he's not going anywhere Take that one, Colin. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) You're still convinced Colin gets all his info from Mark Rogers? Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Well, let's put it this way. Is Colin right on anything anymore? You know, I just asked that Bob question just this, posed that, yeah. this afternoon. I'm like, I haven't kept score, so I don't, I don't really yeah. know. It's, it's not a rhetorical question, but he does make a lot of emphatic statements as it pertains to the Seahawks, and I don't know how often he's been right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Maybe, I mean like, if, if it's on Twitter, he's looking for the clicks. Yeah. Maybe we should start keeping score. Yeah. yeah we should, we should start right card. now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and yeah. then, then see if he's going to be fired like David Cully. Yeah, jeez. Didn't the GM say say something? Sorry, Dave. Didn't no, I okay. saw the GM said he made this a better, a oh. better team. Oh, he did. did you... He made this a better team. And here's the thing that drives me crazy because I actually called somebody down at Houston. I said, "Is Nick Casario thinking we're all stupid, dumb, and can't understand things?" Because he came out in a statement yesterday and said one of the reasons they let uh, you know. Uh, Curly go is because they couldn't agree on the long-term direction of this team. 
I mean, you know, I know that Kelly signed a five-year contract and all that stuff, but he wasn't going to be the head coach past next year. It's like, how's long-term when you're talking about two years? That's the most stupid statement, misleading statement you can have. What's he talking about? So Houston is last as far as your <laughs> least Houston, desirable. No, Houston is right now, I think, the, the poorest run franchise in sports. Yeah, and all of sports. All of yeah. sports. Yeah. Wow. Hey, John, uh, it's supposed to be really cold up in Buffalo, right? That is correct, zero. Okay, so I don't know if you, and we're going to get to this later in sweeping, but uh, Bart Scott said that uh, a lot of the players will take Viagra in order to stay warm. Your uh-huh. thoughts? Uh, well, I mean, did they do it back in your day? No. Okay. I don't, I don't think, think they had Viagra. Yeah, back yeah, then. yeah. No, but I, I think there's something to it because, you know, I've, I mean, I didn't hear anything before Bart Scott said it, but after Bart Scott said it, I mean, you'd have heard other players, even though unnamed, saying that, yeah, that is that is something that's been there. Wow. I think okay. they're just taking it anyway and using that as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> but again, I guess it, it does open up things a little bit. That's what you, I hear, John. And, yeah, and you notice I'm not saying anything bad here. I do notice. Yeah. Hey, like, wait, wait, it, wait, it, wait uh, to edit yourself. I, I've got like five comments, and no, I, I have no, not no. decided. Um, I've not decided yet to save them for sweeping the dial, or <laughs> yeah, 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 to divulge them right here with uh, John Clayton. Save them, just save them, save them. All right, all right. John, you doing your show tomorrow? Yep, eight to eleven. Taking your calls. Taking calls from eight to eleven tomorrow, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Have okay. a great weekend, Sounds John. Good. Thanks. There you go. There's John Clayton with us every day. If you missed any of today's cold, hard facts brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill, download the podcast at 710sports.com. Well, we, we tackle another mystery on the defensive side of things that had us scratching our head all season long. We'll get into that next with Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle.